Good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings, or a demonic possession that needs to be cleansed, a flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world. These files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion, you are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, <clears throat> well, not a cult, but family, <laughs> hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? for another episode of Cryptic Files. I am your host, Justin. You know, when I do local cases, I usually get a lot of help from others with researching information. It gets dicey sometimes as well with people being very passionate about the story and giving their opinion to what they believe is the truth. With this podcast, I try my best to give them their, their chance to speak out if I think it's necessary. This case in particular was a big one as I was a young kid going through high school. It really shocked the world and you see this more often unfortunately to this day. Recently the big story was the bizarre case of Gabby Petito. I would like to take it back to when Morgan Harrington shocked the world. A creative outgoing, attractive female, living life to the fullest, and it being brutally taken away by one of the most sinister individuals that was hidden and in plain sight. Unfortunately, Morgan's case would have never been fully closed unless another individual sadly goes missing and ends up dead. We will get to that soon. Stay tuned. Morgan Dana Harrington was born on July 24, 1989, and was from Roanoke, Virginia. According to family and friends, Morgan was the life of the party. Her entertaining and uplifting presence touched her loved ones when she was around them. 
I purchased her mother's book, Jill Harrington, when doing research on this case, and Jill shared many art pieces from Morgan she created over the years, and it is safe to say she was extremely artistically talented. Morgan enjoyed living life. In Jill's book, Morgan Harrington, Murdered Dead and for Good, A Mother's Quest to Find a Serial Killer and Healing, there is an art piece from Morgan that says, Live like there's no tomorrow. Don't waste time being someone you are not. That statement indicated her personality to me. The year was 2009, and 20-year-old Morgan Harrington was attending Virginia Tech University at the time of her murder. She was a junior with a major in education. Morgan was super excited to attend a Metallica concert the night of October 17th with three of her friends. While taking Morgan's car, she wanted to drink on the way and during the event, so her friend drove. Morgan carried a flask, and she was ready to enjoy the night out. They drove to John Paul Jones Arena at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. There were opening acts that set the mood in the arena and Morgan told her friend she needed to go to the restroom. While walking out of the concert, she tried to make her way back in, but was unable to do so due to the show's no re-entry policy. Her friends were wondering why it was taking her so long to return. So they called Morgan's cell phone, and she explained she couldn't get back in and would find her way back home and not to worry. Morgan was last seen hitchhiking on a nearby bridge. There were two other witnesses who claimed that she was with three men after she left the arena. However, I don't know how accurate that is. Though, witnesses aren't always 100%. The concert went on with many people enjoying the night. Her friends never heard from her after the phone call, and neither would Morgan's parents. The following day, people who was part of Morgan's life knew something was wrong. She was officially missing, and her parents were, for certain, someone had kidnapped her. According to Jill's book, it describes the painful paranoia that went through not knowing the whereabouts of her daughter. That night, it is said from the book, quote, We spend an excruciating, fear-filled night in Morgan's bed, sobbing and sleepless. The next morning, her parents drove to the University of Virginia's Charlottesville police station. There was a massive team that began to search immediately. It was discovered that the reason Morgan went to the restroom was to clean up after falling and gashing her face at the concert. They were unsure on how or why she left the arena before being denied re-entry. It is, quote, reported as erratic and bizarre. A lacrosse player would find Morgan's ID on her phone with the battery removed in the parking lot of the venue. It is said by Jill that Metallica themselves called their home, letting them know they will do whatever they can to help find their daughter. Tragedy hit the Virginia Tech campus for a second time in mid-October when a student there vanished without a trace. 20-year-old Morgan Harrington was attending a concert at the University of Virginia when she went outside John Paul Jones Arena and never returned. David Tate has more on her parents' desperate effort to find their missing daughter. 
It took less than 24 hours for Morgan Harrington's parents to take their concerns to the police and the media. A parent's intuition, a parent's nightmare. What we have to do at this time is sit and wait um, and wait for information to come in and uh, hopefully people that uh, see Morgan's face and hear her story will provide some of that information to give us something to do something with. The 20-year-old sophomore from Virginia Tech left behind laundry, unfinished schoolwork, and a strong family bond. That bond stretched into action as people across the Commonwealth answered the call to help bring Morgan Harrington home. At the same time, a personal symbol of love the meaning of these seven dots were released to the community to keep the memory of Morgan fresh. Before Morgan could write, her and her brother, when they were little, they used to use a dot to spell it out for each other. And so it's a great symbol to send out and just let Morgan know how much she is loved and that, you know, just the love spread through all of us. Yet more than two months into this ordeal, the family hasn't heard from their daughter and investigators have found very little to go on. A purse, a cell phone. The last big break led the Harringtons and investigators to the Copley Road Bridge, not far from where her cell phone and purse were recovered. She was last seen there around 9.30 the night she vanished. We are kind of in a, a purgatory right now of little information, few leads, and um, we're, we're trying to shake out a few more. Days passed and the world was quickly finding out the name Morgan Harrington. There was a findmorgan.com website and Facebook, being fairly fresh as it was, had a page specifically for Morgan's case that involved theories and tips with over 30,000 people joining. Morgan's Pantera shirt was discovered outside of an apartment building a few miles away from the venue a month later. This would be the turning point of the investigation. The shirt had a great deal of evidence on it, there was a hair on the shirt, which was tested comparing Jill's hair, which later became a match. The shirt also had a blood stain and other DNA that matched an unknown attacker during a 2005 sexual assault in Fairfax, Virginia. There is speculation whether or not this shirt was placed outside as a taunting mechanism, but it would be the right path for the police. On January 26, 2010, Morgan's remains were found. The remains were located in Albemarle, I think that's how you pronounce it, county at Anchorage Farms. They were able to recover items such as some of Morgan's clothing, but could not find much. The cause of death was ruled homicidal violence of undetermined origin. Joining us tonight in a prime time exclusive, the parents of Morgan Harrington speaking out to Dr. Dan Harrington and Jill Harrington. To the two of you, thank you so much for being with us. I know that this has been a nightmare, a nightmare that you just don't wake up from. No. This has been this has been a horrific three month period, and. There is some closure now, and, and because of that, we do have, I think, some peace, but we now have a different uh, agenda. We need to find out who did this. I can't imagine, having been a crime victim myself, going through that period of time or any period of time not knowing what happened to the person I loved. At least I knew immediately 
what had become of him. But not so in your, in your case. What was the worst part of these three months? For me, um, it, it was getting harder to hold back the thoughts and the fill in the blanks of what might be happening to Morgan at any point in the day. You'd be thinking, it's cold outside. Is she chained in the shed out somewhere in the cold? Does she have food? What is he doing to her? For 101 days, you're constantly thinking these thoughts. Uh, it was getting harder to hold them back. That takes a tremendous amount of psychic energy uh, to not wallow in those thoughts and to try and search for your daughter. Now we know where she is. We know she died early on probably the day she was taken. She had 20 wonderful years. She had one terrible day. I, I can handle that. She did have those wonderful years because by all accounts, everyone that knew her universally says how close she was to her mother and father. Do you recall Jill? the very last words you had with her before she left for the concert? Yeah. The last thing Morgan said to me was our family lingo uh, of a little um, shortness of I love you, two, four, one. I love you too much, forever, and once more than forever. And she said as she was walking out the door, two, two, four, one, mama. Those were her last words to me. To Dr. Harrington, I know, as you just told us, this is not the way you wanted the search for your daughter to end. What has been the hardest thing that you have gone through for over 100 days now? I think the hardest thing that I've gone through is knowing that Morgan had such potential. We had just an incredible summer. I called it the miracle summer with Morgan. And things, she was really at the top of her game. And I think with her going missing that night in Charlottesville and for the last three months, I replay kind of what happened over the last summer and how wonderful it was. And it, it, it brings tear to, tears to my eyes um, and probably will tonight too. Mr. Dodger Harrington, what was that miracle summer? What were the miraculous things that happened? You know, it was just, it, it was the kind of a summer when you um, you have an adult relationship with your, your child. Uh, we had uh, great vacations, and Morgan actually worked with me. We were starting a new medical school here, and she worked with me at the medical school. Uh, and so it was kind of nice to be in meetings with her and, and see her in a professional role and for her actually to kind of see the work that I did. And um, we actually spent uh, every night here in, the, here in the family room with her. You know, she could have gone out with friends, and she actually did spend every night with us uh, and, and uh, watch TV, and, and she was satisfied to be part of the family. It truly was, uh, it was a blessing, and um, somehow maybe that was given to us uh, by the Lord, knowing that something else was coming down the path here. You know, Dr. Harrington and Jill, it's amazing to a lot of people that you still have such a strong faith in the Lord because a lot of people would be angry and turn their backs on God right now, but you're not doing that. 
Well, there's always a reason for something. And I, I think as Jill reminds me, and she does have to remind me frequently, that we're not given more than we can, uh, than we can carry on our shoulders. Morgan's father calling her killer violent, sadistic, and dangerous. Morgan, a Virginia Tech co-ed, had been missing since October 17th when she vanished after leaving a Metallica concert at an arena in Charlottesville. Cops say Morgan had left the arena, but she was not allowed to come back in because she didn't have her ticket. The months-long search for Morgan ended tragically when her body was discovered on a remote farm. Morgan's dad believes the killer is an experienced criminal, maybe even a sexual predator. Morgan's mom spoke out yesterday on the five-month anniversary of her precious daughter's disappearance. We do have her body, which is a comfort, but we don't have answers, and we need answers, and we need justice. Morgan's mom, Jill Harrington, joins me by phone. Jill, thank you so much for being here on this solemn anniversary. I can't imagine what you are going through. First of all, our condolences. Thank you so much, Jane. Let me start with some of the more disturbing aspects of this case, and I understand that there's something that you know about the condition of her body that is quite disturbing, but maybe a very significant clue. Can you tell us about that? Yes, and, and I can't go into too much detail, but it is very apparent from um, seeing Morgan's remains that, uh, you know, people think, oh, well, she was killed. Well, they think, it, you know, she went to sleep. You know, she was killed in a fashion that was brutal enough to break, fracture her bones. I mean, that is a lot of force. I was not able to see the soft tissue injuries because he threw her in a field to rot, and what was left for me was a skeleton. But I saw the damage that he ravaged on her skeleton. Yes, ma'am? I can't even imagine what that would be like to see your own daughter's body in that condition. Can you give us a hint of what you are going through as a family right now. You know, I, we're medical people, and so we are used to focusing and being disciplined. And I think um, uh, rather than uh, giving in to our outrage and, and our sorrow, we are trying to find justice. And what what's happening on that front? Uh, you feel that there is a sadistic monster walking free. Have cops told you anything? I know they are working hard um, on the case that they have. I think we have a good chance of finding the person who did this. Uh, my efforts are to raise awareness in the community um, because we see, you know, spring is coming and co-eds are out running on the bridge where Morgan was abducted every day. I hear authorities say, well, Morgan was provocatively dressed. Oh, please. That I, is... You know what? Those people I don't even dignify with a response. Uh, Jill, I want to thank you for your time. We want to have you back at length to discuss your daughter's case. We will keep it alive, and we will join you in a hunt for... Well, I didn't really like how this uh, lady cut Jill off at the end of the interview, but we'll move forward. When things were getting darker and a tragic book with no ending. No new evidence were being discovered. However, a story broke out about another missing student. It would be five years till authorities would solve Morgan's murder, with sadly 
another murder. Our breaking news is in the search for Hannah Graham. Police reveal a forensic link between a man suspected of abducting the University of Virginia student and the disappearance and murder of Morgan Harrington. She was the Virginia Tech student who disappeared five years ago. Her body was found months later. Moments ago, Harrington's family spoke for the first time since this significant break. Northern Virginia Bureau Chief Jeff Goldberg is live in Charlottesville tonight. Jeff, what did the family say? Well, Maureen Morgan Harrington's mother says she is glad that there is a break in the case, but nothing can change what's already happened. Our bedroom is still empty upstairs. We're still not going to have the grandchildren, the wedding, those things. I know where Morgan is. However this unfolds, um, I know where my girl is. She's in a box in the living room. Hannah Graham's family do not know where their daughter is. And of course, so many people in Charlottesville and the region thinking of Hannah Graham and her family. Now, authorities would not say exactly what sort of forensic evidence they have connecting Jesse Matthew and Morgan Harrington, but it is very clear this investigation is far from over. From the moment Hannah Graham went missing, the connection to Morgan Harrington was hard to ignore. I've kind of been thinking something like this anyway. And I think a lot of people have. Jesse Matthew, who was arrested last week in Galveston, Texas, is currently being held in the Albemarle Charlottesville Regional Jail on the charge of abduction with intent to defile in connection with Hannah Graham's disappearance. Today, Virginia State Police making the connection between Matthew and Harrington, saying that his arrest provided a significant break in this case with a new forensic link for state police investigators to pursue. I'm not necessarily surprised, but it does, it is sort of like scary. This happens like multiple times. 20-year-old Morgan Harrington, a Virginia Tech student from Roanoke, went missing during a Metallica concert in Charlottesville five years ago. Her body was found three months later in a rural area 10 miles south of town. Hannah Graham went missing in downtown Charlottesville early on the morning of September 13th, and authorities say Jesse Matthew was the last person to be with her. The search for Hannah continues throughout southern portions of Albemarle County. I hope he's brought to justice. Meanwhile, people in Charlottesville hope both the Graham and Harrington families will soon get answers. To provide closure for the families, uh, that's incredibly important. I'm sure that if they can get some kind of closure, it would be wonderful for them. The Virginia Department of Emergency Management has received plenty of tips in their search for Hannah Graham. Tips that have taken them today to the southern portions of Albemarle County, and that search continues. Meanwhile, we reached out to the attorney for Jesse Matthew to try to get a response on today's big developments, but did not hear back. It's been a long five years not knowing who raped and killed 20-year-old Morgan Harrington. Now, finally, there's a big break in the case. 33-year-old Jesse Matthew is charged with abducting and attempting to defile UVA student Hannah Graham. And new forensic evidence links him to Harrington's murder. These women were not asking for it. They were stolen from us. They were taken from us. Mother Jill Harrington says she spent sleepless nights wondering if the person who killed Morgan would strike again. Do you feel relieved in some way? I'm relieved that if this indeed is the person who killed Morgan, that he is in custody and is likely not to ever be able to harm another young woman. 
And it's hard to ignore this sketch of a suspect linked to Harrington's murder and a 2005 abduction and sexual assault in Fairfax, where the victim survived after a passerby intervened, put next to a picture of Jesse Matthew. We also found out the sexual assault Matthew was accused of at Liberty University happened October 17, 2002. Morgan went missing October 17, 2009. Though no forensic evidence has been released linking these two cases, oddly enough, missing Orange County teen just 30 miles down the road, Samantha Clark went missing September 13, 2010. And we know Hannah Graham went missing in the early morning hours also of September 13th of this year. Do you think there could be other girls? No, I, I would not be surprised to hear that. I would be very saddened, but... Um... This is what predators do, they kill. Hannah Graham was 18 years old when she was found dead on October 18, 2014. Her remains were discovered in the same county as Morgan was. The killer of both Morgan and Hannah was in custody. His name, Jesse Matthew Jr. There were surveillance cameras that caught Hannah and Jesse's interaction, which made Jesse a suspect. Jesse Matthew attended Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia from 2000 to 2002. He played football there, but also attended Christopher Newport University in Newport News, Virginia, where he played football as well, which was short-lived in 2003. He would be known as a taxi driver during the coming years. When realizing he was going to be arrested, Matthew was on the run for a while, but was found near Galveston, Texas on September 24th, 2014. It was March 2nd, 2016, Jesse Matthew pleaded guilty to the first degree murder and abduction of Hannah Graham and Morgan Harrington. Jesse received four additional consecutive life sentences with no possibility of parole and release. The power of DNA, guys, it is truly incredible. Present day, through the years, there have been theories about Jesse Matthew being linked to various murders and sexual assault crimes. It's pretty disturbing. We're continuing to dive deeper into the lawsuit against Liberty University. Twelve women allege the Christian school enabled on-campus rapes, sexual assaults, and sexual harassment. Jesse Matthew Jr.'s name appears in the paperwork. He's convicted of killing two Virginia College students. WFXR News' Evan Johnson spoke with the mother of one of the women killed. He joins us now to explain the connection. Evan. But Kathleen, Jesse Matthew is serving four life sentences in prison for the murders of Hannah Graham and Morgan Harrington. Today, I sat down with Morgan's mother, Jill Harrington, and we talked about the fact that the man who's been convicted of killing her daughter is allegedly is alleged to have had sexual assault, sexually assault a 15-year-old girl nine years earlier. Now, according to the lawsuit, Jesse Matthew grabbed the then teen who was at Liberty University for a summer camp, carried her into a bathroom, and then groped her. The paperwork says, says the girl reported the assault to campus police and she even identified Matthew as the suspect. Harrington says that particular victim has been on her mind. 
in particular, Jane Doe number 12, she now is about the same age that Morgan would be if she had lived through her interaction with Jesse Matthew. And, you know, maybe Jane Doe number 12 can kind of flip the situation and think that she was one of the lucky ones. She got away. She lived. Jill says she does, she does think educational culture tends to allow a certain amount of sexual violence to occur, but she does not think it's unique to Liberty University. She also says she's been working with a U.S. lawmaker to get national legislation passed that'll make it mandatory for educational institutions to identify sexual assault offenders to other colleges and universities if that person transfers. Now, Liberty University has responded to the suit, saying it will look into every allegation. Morgan and Hannah did not have a good ending. Does Jesse? Of course not. He will rot in prison. Not only that, he has stage 4 colon cancer. So... Goodbye, Jesse. do it for this episode guys it is a new year and i am motivated than ever to give you the best of the best on cryptic files it is going to be a journey and let's hope i don't end up in a sketchy situation but we all know it's gonna happen if you like the podcast please five star the show on apple Podcasts and also five star it on spotify spotify podcasts have a new feature to review shows so please it will help the show out a ton. A ton. If you want to become a member of the Patreon, I will have a link in the description for you to sign up for just $5 a month. You have access to exclusive content. Follow the socials to get updates and in-depth info about episodes and such. So lastly, watch your back. It is cryptic out there. And... Help save the next girl, for God's sake.